Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Podcast episode 152. What's up, bro? Dude, I'm, I'm a little bit tired, a little bit sore. Um, I uh, remember last, uh, not the last podcast, but the one before that, um, I told you I had an idea. You know, we were talking about all the, uh, the Asian hate going on. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and I, I finally figured out the last part of it. And as soon as I could get it done was... Last night, I get started about 8.30, you know, right when the kids are starting going to bed and um, finished up at about four this morning. Um, so that gave me about almost three hours of sleep before it was time to, uh, you know, get up, get the kids up, do the workout and everything. But um, so what we got here is a uh, sumo wrestler. And around his midsection, it says Paint Patrol. I love that, man. I love that, man. Dude. Because, you know, I figure these guys, you know, they have six tournaments a year, you know, and uh, they're all in Japan. And, you know, these, are, these guys are Japanese, but a lot of these assholes that are hating on Asians don't even know the difference between Chinese and Japanese or anything like oh, that. that's for sure. <clears throat> but I thought it'd be nice if the, uh, you know, if the sumo wrestlers would do a little cross training, you know, and uh, maybe be a uh, little patrol guard. You know what I mean? You see a couple of these guys standing around. You're not going to be pushed around any fucking Asians, are you? <laughs> Get a little smack right upside the fucking head. Their you know? job is to push each other around, basically. Right? Yeah. So, uh, dude, I love that image, man. It makes me feel so good, man. Thank you so much for, for doing that, man. I don't use, I, you know, and I, I wanted to wait till I got it up, but... Um, It'll be up, you know, later tonight and before this uh, airs, so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like I said in the last podcast, man, I, you know what? Just the fact that you're thinking of Every ways. fucking day, I'm seeing more shit on this stuff, dude. And it's just, it keeps pissing yeah. me off. And it's like, okay. You know what, though? Here, Karma's me... a bitch, dude. You better hope, dude, that they don't do this, you know? Can you imagine that? A bunch of sumo guys hanging out just like going, yeah. It was this guy? Come here. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what though um there's a few things i wanted to talk about over the weekend um uh first of all just since we're on the asian thing i was just wanted to i i wonder sometimes though like yeah the asian hate crimes are up like 400 percent in new york or something like that right but um 
they're also just like I'm just saying like at this point in time it seems like if there is a uh, just something on camera done to a person right now they are showing it on the media too you, you know what I mean and yeah, I'm just they, I'm just wondering be, uh, covering it a little bit much maybe I'm just wondering sometimes I'm just like dude is like you know in the media you could actually make people perceive that there's a trend too sometimes you, you know oh what yeah i, mean? I know right? what you mean i absolutely yeah, so, agree so anyways i don't want to spend too much um but but there is one more thing did you <laughs> see the uh former governor mike huckabee's t uh tweet this weekend no oh you didn't see it oh, okay okay so we'll get some actually genuine reaction from here okay so <laughs> he basically said this he says, I've decided to identify as Chinese. Coke will like me. Delta will agree with my values. And I'll probably get shoes from Nike and tickets to the MLB, Major League Baseball games. Ain't America great? Yikes. That's, uh, <laughs> that's about par for the course these days with that son of a bitch. I mean, good grief. I mean, this is a former governor, man. I know it's Arkansas, man, but... Holy crap, dude. <laughs> I mean, what he's trying to say, I guess, is just like, you know, these uh, corporations give Chinese, uh, you know, China, basically, which is, you know, China's corporations are, well, most of them are deeply tied in with the regime, the communist regime. So basically, he's saying that, you know, these corporations favor, um, you know, China so much. But he basically said he wants to identify, he decided to identify as Chinese. I'm just like, Damn, dude, this this is like a he consciously made this tweet <laughs> as a politician. Like, holy shit, dude! You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's the way they make their point these days is by uh, inflaming and infuriating people instead of um, trying to be the example that they want to see. You know, they're yeah, going, yeah. they're they're looking for light. And they're using darkness. So, you know, yeah, man, go figure. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I just I just couldn't believe it, man. I was just like, am I reading this crap? I ha I thought it was one of those like fake image tweets. Nothing, you know what? It, at this point, nothing will surprise me. Nothing will surprise me about anything these guys say anymore. You know? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Another thing that happened that oh, that wasn't an April Fool oh, Fool's joke, or I don't know, maybe it is, man. You tell me. I saw on uh, one of my favorite DJ magazines online called Mix Mag that um. Banksy is going to be DJing at a summer festival this year, basically. So a lot of people have always thought that Banksy is maybe um, the guy from uh, Massive Attack, basically. Robert, Robert Del, Del Torme. Yeah. Robert Del Naja, basically. Oh, didn't they? Yeah. So, um, you know, basically what he said on this uh, in this article, I mean, it was released on April 1st, man, but there's a lot of details on here that only tell me that it's like, <laughs> I mean, it seems like it's real. He says... Uh, the plan set is described as a hybrid DJ art and interpretive dance show infusing elements of Bristol's heritage, street art culture, nods to the iconic symbol of the city, including Turbo Island, uh, you know, and all, and all this other stuff. I mean, like I said, I don't know if this is an April Fool's joke, man, but I, I was just like, dude, this is pretty good uh, one if it is. Yeah, I mean. this is kind of like a, a mesh in our two worlds of DJing and street art. So go check that out, man, if you want to. Uh, uh, see if it's an April Fool's joke, man. I don't know at this point, this point in time. But you know, he says he has a stage at Download Festival, which is actually a real festival, man. So I don't know, man. Who knows? <laughs> but anyways, man. So today we have a, a special guest, man. Uh, he's an actor. He's a producer. 
he, he goes by the name of Bron Theron, man. And, you know, he sent me uh, some of his stuff he wants to promote, man. And, uh, you know, I met him. He's a really talented actor. I found uh, some of his series to be, like, really funny, man. So, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to talking to him today, man. And uh, I'm yeah, going to let me him. Me too, man. Welcome, Braun. Welcome, Braun, nice. to the show, man. Thank you very much, man. Hey, cheers, man. Thanks for joining cheers. us. Cheers. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's happy hour, man. Shit. It's the COVID air cheers thing now, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, this is the standard way people talk now. People talk like this now. Yeah, shit, man. You're right. You're right, man. You know what? But this one thing it has opened up is like this is a new type of media. These Zoom shows, man. I mean, we were doing this. It leveled the playing field. You know what I mean? Like we're, all of a sudden we're watching, you know, all the the, the top shows like The Night Show. You know, Stephen Colbert. You know, all, all these other James uh, Coburn. Um, you know, doing it like this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like, ah, welcome to our world, motherfuckers. Now let's see who. <laughs> Who yeah. can still be, you know, entertaining and, and keep the audiences, uh, you know, keep their attention, you know? You know, so. you know, you know who does really well at that is uh, the new uh, Comedy Central guy that took over for Jon Stewart. Uh, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. He's, yes, he's I agree. Massively talented guy, man. That guy is yeah, so man. clever. That I'm, a big, fan. So I'm a big clever. fan of him, too. <clears throat> yep. Totally uh, agree, man. Where are you joining us from today, man? Uh, I live in Long Beach, California. Oh, nice. Must be nice. Is that where you grew up? No, I actually grew up in Santa Cruz, California, which is oh. uh, the Bay well, Area. Well, that's only a little bit nicer. I mean, damn. Big hippie yeah. town, man. Big hippie town, right? Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, yeah. it's Well, it's similar to Long Beach, except for Long Beach, there's no surf. Uh, you got to go, you know what I mean? You got to leave Long Beach for surf because they put all the bars in there. You know, the oil companies came in and fucked it all up for the surfers back in the day. I don't know if you know, guys Absolutely. know about that, but yeah, they, there's a lot of oil out here, man. We have a lot of oil. So yeah. uh, all those rigs anyway. out there and it's a port too, man. So uh, port. You know, they, they pretty much get rid of. Uh, so when, when did you move to Long Beach, man? I mean, you know, uh, wait, wait, when did you move from Santa Cruz? So I, was born and raised in Santa Cruz and um I moved to Seattle in like 98 1998 mm. what happened there what caused that uh, man I mean why leave paradise and go to I mean uh well an easy answer to that is a girl I, I had a girl and you know understood totally understood already understand girl stuff happened and I had to get the fuck out you know I had to leave <laughs> town and I went kind of far and uh anyway the rest is history but i loved seattle so it, it ended up being a really good thing for me um mm -hmm. personally but i lived in seattle for three years then i lived in portland oregon for a year went to college there and then i came down here in 2002 i believe oh nice okay so yeah. were you already doing like kind of like the uh, the acting and producing thing before you came down here or was that the kind of the goal 
No, not necessarily. The goal was to come down here and get in the film industry. Yeah. Um, I did a little film work. I did some like extra work on uh, that movie Rose Red that Stephen King. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's like a miniseries Rose Red in Seattle. And, wow. from, and that was the first act, quote unquote, acting thing I did. I, I think that was not really acting. It's just background work. But I shortly after that, I got kind of into acting and uh, I did some acting in Portland, which was like my first acting job. And then when I moved down here, of course, I did background work for a while. And uh, got to unless you're connected by the family or have tons of money. Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I, I mean, to fund the production. He can be <laughs> yeah. like a really good-looking dude, like Braun, too. You know, you know what I mean. I'm just saying, like, he, this guy looks like a fucking actor. That, that's all I'm saying. Like, it, you know, what I mean, like, I, I'm just saying. And then, like, I absolutely. Just, just so that our, our uh, listeners have an idea, roughly, you don't have to give your exact age. But roughly, how old are you? I'm in my 40s. Oh shit! <laughs> no way did I ever think of that. Well, okay. damn. Okay, so uh, obviously Braun is. I moisturize. Uh, well, I was just gonna say whatever moisturizer you <laughs> yeah, use. Man. If you want to plug it right now, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, people watching this are gonna be interested, man. Obviously, yeah. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, look at this shit here. <laughs> Fucking 52 years old. Looks like I'm 60. But uh, you're 52. You know, my dad. You look dad, young for 52. You look fine you. for 52. Come on. Thank you. But, you know, if my uh, dad had been, you know, more, uh, you know, adamant about telling us about sunblock and stuff like that when I was growing up in Florida on the beach, mm. on the white sand beach, mind you, yeah. <laughs> with quartz in it that would reflect the sun like the water and everything. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of damage done then, and I'm paying for it now. But uh, good on you, man. Yeah. You look fucking great. Thanks. Yeah, I, I actually got sunburned the other day. Sun's a motherfucker, man. Sun is... And you Dude, know these it, days. No, these days it's crazy. Yeah, I no, burned up is. into a crisp. Back in the day, we used to put um, diamond oil on. Caribbean sold diamond oil or Panama Jack shit or whatever to yeah. increase... Zinc. zinc on the nose. Remember the zinc with the yeah. blue and red and yellow like colors on you? Yeah. I put all Dude, that I'm from before that when we didn't even... There was no sunblock. You guys didn't know about no. skin cancer. Yet. <laughs> no, there was no sunblock. There was only sun intensifier. You know what I mean? Like you wanted yeah. to get darker. It's like that oh, shit yeah. you put on the turkey to make it super brown, like you know, brown and golden. Crisco, <laughs> yeah. I mean, baby oil. I mean, it was it was it was horrible. But anyways, man, let's get <laughs> all right. So so you you, you came down to LA, man, and then you were you were working on some films. So what was your kind of like your first? Wait, wait, wait. You say you did some acting where in, in, in Oregon, in Portland? I, I did do a little bit of acting in Portland, the fir first job. What that was I that? Got. What what kind of productions? Um short just short films, nothing nothing major. Um I did a short film called Drums of War, uh, where I played a soldier. A Confederate soldier. How long of a um? How long was it short? And like, I mean, were you like co-star or? Yeah, yeah. It's only two two actors in it, so it was a short film with two actors. I was uh, one of the leads, but I, I mention it because it's one of the first gigs, meaning you get paid. A oh. lot of a lot of acting stuff, <laughs> you don't get paid very much. I mean, not at the not at the levels that I'm at. You know, I, I now I have an agent and. I go out for auditions and I do get small things here and there, but in the reality of it, you know, living in LA, there's just hundreds of thousands of actors, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's far and few between that you actually get, you know, a good pay. Like actors on my level, we're looking for like the commercial, you know, to get the pay. 
and I don't the national, the national, the national commercial. Yes, yes, yeah. Thank you, but I don't give a shit about that kind of stuff because I I make money doing other stuff. So I just want to act in good stories. I'm I'm concentrating Ah, on good stories. Well, this is this is kind of a difference, you know, when it comes to you know uh, a similarity. I think in in um, artists and in actors, you know, some artists. Um, you know, they, they have to do work, you know, uh, graphic design or whatever jobs. They don't necessarily get to do too much creative and to, to right. pay the bills, right. you know, but then they also like to go out and, and do some crazy stuff to kind of keep their mind, you know, like it's therapeutic and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's more about just enjoying the, the skill of it. So for DJs um, too, man, a lot of times that's going like- to help a lot. That's my point is that's going to help a lot that you're not worried about it, you know, making it to the right part at the right time. And, and, you know, making the right amount of money and staying at that level or whatever, because when you start focusing on just being good and enjoying doing what you're doing, right. then that's, that's where you're going to find out how good you can really get. You know, right. that's the same thing for DJs too, man. Like a lot of people, like, you know, I mean, you can do a bunch of different gigs, you know, then you're a DJ. Nobody can like say, take that away from you. But like, you know, I'm at a point in my career where I'm kind of just like, I only want to do gigs that I enjoy, uh, you know what I mean? And things that I'm doing, I don't want to like use it, you know, no, I, like, I don't want to DJ at a strip club, man. Like, you know what I mean? That, oh, that, yeah. that, that's not my style. You know what I mean? So- I want to DJ at a strip club. <laughs> if you get those gigs, let me know. Cause I'll do it. Nothing exactly. wrong with that. Nothing it, it, wrong with that like, at all. Everybody you know I mean? has their different niche. You, you know what I mean? Hey, so artists, artists are like Jesus. You know, we can hang out with anybody, and we're cool. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, so before we, um, I have, I, I, you know, I, I just found a little bit a clip actually just at the very beginning of this uh, um, series, and I just wanted to share it with the audience. I think it's a nice little uh, section, basically. Um, we can all, we'll all watch it together, man. But can you tell us a little bit about this MAGA? um uh sure. short film before i play it man sure sure so uh maga's was my little brainchild um ah. you know, when, when trump came into office uh you know i, I actually have i'm pretty well versed in the trump life I, i've read two of his books i've uh followed him you know you know a, for a while for multiple reasons but um uh we came up with this idea where you know a lot of people don't like trump and um uh actually it was my idea but i wrote it with my my co with my co-star right so oh, i'm okay. acting in it my co-star is acting in it we both wrote it it was my idea and he is a republican in fact the actor in this after this fucking uh thing we did he started a youtube channel and he went viral so he's got a pretty big uh, thing now as a Republican being himself. Uh, it's called Mr. Reagan. So if you ever like Republican talk, go check out Mr. Reagan. So he plays. Oh man! Wow. Do you know him? You know him? No. No. no okay. but, I mean, okay. that's that's pretty amazing that, no, that he, he used he, that. He did, and it went pretty big. But so in the story, I'm an extreme Democrat. He's an extreme Republican, and we're hitmen. And it's kind of like the beginning of Pulp Fiction. Oh, did I lose you? No, no, this is no, uh, he's just showing I'm people just pulling on the, up the uh, Mr. Reagan that's trailer. That's Mr. Reagan. So now I'm giving him a <laughs> giving him a, a little plug. You know, that's that's my buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's my, Hell yeah! That's my that's my buddy right there. So we argue the whole time. It's it's like the beginning of Pulp Fiction when the two hitmen kind of yep. get together. They argue about whatever the fuck. That's what we're doing. We're we're arguing about 
uh, politics mainly and, you know, racial issues and gay issues and, you know, anything that Republicans and Democrats just don't see eye to eye. And so the whole point of this whole story, we're probably not going to watch the film, so I'll just tell you what happens. Well, let, me, let me drop the clip in the, very, the first two minutes because it's a nice little clip. And then, uh, Teach, you can, we can all watch it right here together too. So let me just share this sound real quick. Okay. It's one of the beauties of being, out, of being on Zoom that, that uh, is yeah. nice, you know what I mean? Yeah, so check this out right here. Oh, sweet, I can hear it now. You prepped? You got time. You don't have that much time. Ah. You worry too much, bro. Well, we've been hired to kill a man. Deserves a modicum of consideration. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. Don't you think that you're highly hypocritical? Why is that? Well, you're a Christian. Yep. And you're a hitman? Well, everybody <laughs> who kills bad. Don't give me that I'm holier than thou bullshit. You kill people for the same reason I kill people. For fucking money. I am ridding the world of degenerates. We don't even know who we're killing today. Gotta get the envelope from Mickey the Mouth. Yeah, well, they're always bad. I don't know. It's five million dollars. I mean, it could be the Prime Minister of Libya or some shit. Do you know how corrupt Libya is? If it's the Prime Minister of Libya, I'm calling it. You always want to kill the black guy. My wife is black, you moron. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you voted for fucking Trump. Yeah, because Trump's awesome. <laughs> you gonna put some pants on? Grab him by the pussy. Okay, when he said that, he was merely uh, <laughs> pointing out the absurd reality that some women in Los Angeles permit celebrities to do with them. <laughs> All right, uh, I just want to share that little clip real quick, basically. By the way, it's a comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's fucking funny, man. And dude, awesome acting, by the way, man. I, you know, it's, uh, dude, I really enjoyed watching it, man. So uh, go ahead and check that out. It's MAGA on um, Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. Uh, amazingly enough, it is on Amazon Prime, which is crazy to me because, uh, you know, not to be a spoiler, but we, we end up killing Trump. You know, we, we, killed, <laughs> we killed Trump in a tanning bed. And I didn't really think. That, yeah, I, I didn't think that would fly on um, Amazon programming. I guess I I don't know. I thought that they would just reject it, take it down, whatever. I thought it would be a big deal, but. Well, somebody gave you a review. It said anti-Trump. <laughs> Stupid. Really? That's the review. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's a very you important got a reaction. Level. You got a reaction from him. Like, you know. Stupid. <laughs> One of the yeah. one of the reasons why I was talking like I know a little bit about the the business is because my uh, my wife is uh, is actually currently um, actually today just today she got um, a uh, uh, on a Zoom call with uh, James Cromwell um, okay. for one of the parts in the movie that she's uh, putting together right now and right now they are they have um, Ella Travolta as the lead and um, this guy named Edward Filippone as uh, the other lead. And uh, now that they have uh, James Cromwell in, um, they had like a tentative uh, start date. Um, 
but uh, now, now that they got this guy in there, it uh, looks like they're going to have a, a solid date, a start date coming up soon. Uh, and my, my wife has been trying to uh, make this movie for over five years now. Yeah. And so I get to see, you know, all the, you know, meetings that she goes through with financiers, and, you know, right. people that say going to do this, people that say they're going to do that and everything. And just, yeah. I've gotten to see the underside of, yeah. of all this, you know, she did, uh, actually when I met her, uh, over 10 years ago, she was in the middle of making a, uh, uh, a production and, um, that she had written herself. And then the writer strike happened and then it was on and off. It took 10 years to get this thing made, <clears throat> but it was enough to get her some good, uh, awards and get her some, uh, it's called the beautiful now. Yeah, there you go. Jim, James bringing it up now. Um, you know, got her some good recognition and is basically the reason why she's able to start, you know, putting this film together. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I don't see some, the, uh, the Hollywood business. I'm watching from outside from a music business person. I don't even understand the music business. So I, like I look at the Hollywood business. I'm like, man, I don't envy you guys. You know, I mean, it seems well, like a tough no. biz, man. It's a very who you know kind of situation. There, there's gatekeepers that allow you into these circles, but yep, based on technology, see, and based on that's starting to change. Yes, it, exactly. It's all starting to change. We can make stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, Clubhouse. Yeah, that's how we network now. At Clubhouse. <laughs> Actually, are you? Are you guys? Do you guys hear about Bit Clout? Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to bring it up because I thought it's a really interesting thing. Um, I'm sorry, what? It's going to take it, over. What? You better pay attention. I think that one's going to take over. That's the okay. new TikTok. That's the new Instagram. That's the okay, new new. So, oh, my <laughs> so God. Basically, it, is so. A, it is a, um, oh, man. I've already forgotten my it's uh, a crypt. It's a social media cryptocurrency platform. That's what yeah, it is. I've, wow. already, I've already forgotten my uh, secret phrase. <laughs> I did, too. I did too. I have to keep my computer open. I literally, I just started yesterday. I have a white nin, uh, white ninja productions, uh, uh, token too. No, yeah, that's, there we go. So, so I've already basically started. it's a social media that lets people invest in you right. and your, it's all blockchain technology. So basically people right. can just like invest in you as a person on social media and then yep. you can get however many points and people are like, Oh, look at this person. He's legit. Elon Musk right. is on here and he's worth $86,000 on this platform but he, already. But you Elon I mean? Musk isn't even on there. If you look into it, he's not even on there. They've it's reserved, fake. yeah, they've reserved oh, okay. the spot. No, it's not fake, but they've, they've reserved the spot for the motherfucker. That's how important he is. Oh, I see, I see. oh my God. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. that reservation of a spot is already. Uh, it's already worth. Um, yeah, so check this out. So, I mean, this is interesting, man. This is the, uh, the future. Yeah. Oh I mean, God. Uh, no, so, it is. Um, I, I'm just going to die, okay? Yeah, some people are going to die. Some people will live on and they're a bit clout, man. So, uh, you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, man, you know. So, so dude, I don't understand but all this stuff. Back to, your, back to your wife's, back to your wife's uh, mission, you know, her movies and stuff like that. It takes a long time in this industry. It's not an um, overnight thing. And... Um, you know congratulations to her for that ironically talking about james cromwell james cromwell was in he was the lead actor in a pilot of the first acting thing i've ever done and it was in seattle 
and I was just an extra again, back to the extra life. But wow. I remember him very well. This was a long time ago, so you know, over twenty years ago. But I don't know if that pilot ever went anywhere. But I remember him, and he was a really nice guy. So he's huge. He's six seven. He is a tall man. Yeah, he's a big man. Holy which is cow. Huge, which is huge for. Uh, the business because most of us actors are like short, you know what I mean? We're all these little people. Like Al Pacino is like five six, and you know what I mean. Everyone's really short. Well, well I know, I know, I know, Braun. All, all kinds of creative angles. Yeah, for, I know Braun uh, is uh, five ten from his IMDb page where he has a <laughs> really really good looking right. picture, right? <laughs> that's a, that's a rare find right there, my friend. You won't see me in a suit very often. Wow. There you go, man. There you That's go. That's impressive, dude. Look good in that suit. Got to yeah, tell man. you. Anyway, another point that I was going to make uh, is, um, you know, if this uh, film, well, it should go well. Um, you know, once the uh, wife is, you know, handed more opportunities, you know, she's going to be, you know, looking for productions to uh, to work with. So yeah. I'll have to uh, keep in touch with you and, um, sure. you know, see if there's something we can work on in the future. Yeah, it, she does. She mainly write and direct. Is that the thing what she normally does? Yeah. But she's also um, has some opportunities coming up where it's just going to be directing. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, getting started, if you want to be a director, pretty much you need to write your own, you know, your own uh -huh. work because yeah, hundred percent. Otherwise, you're a PA and then you're an AD or not even AD. You go from all these steps to an AD and you're an AD for like 10 years before they allow you to do anything. Fuck all that. Go <laughs> it's like write the Fight shit. Club times, you know, on steroids. Yeah, it's it's No, bad. I mean, you know, the other founder of LA Strata Gallery actually was originally like in the Hollywood business as like an agent for like uh, animators and also like other – Mitchell actually, you know. And the thing is like he actually got out of it. And, uh, you know, he invested a lot of time into like YouTube and stuff like that, which 10 years ago, it would have been laughable, actually. But nowadays, if you look at it, it's like, who's laughing now, man? Like everybody's right. like do, doing this, uh, uh, you know, YouTube production. And it's like the production does sometimes doesn't even have to be as high quality as some of these uh, big house productions. You know what I mean? People sometimes right. like, for example, I mean, this podcast or Joe Rogan's podcast is literally just like two people talking, no fancy Nothing fancy, you know what I mean? But it's the content, the conversation, um, you know, and it's like, I think with all these big companies, they restrict a lot of this, uh, you know, free flow conversation. If you're working for a huge corporation, you really got to watch what you say to be politically sure. correct and things like that. Mm -hmm. And you've got to worry about getting canceled all the time, you know. The answer I mean, to the sponsors. Exactly, exactly, right? So, you know, I think this yeah. is, especially after COVID, it's just been such a uh, different playing field, I think, for all creative things, you know, so yeah it's awesome man oh yeah there's a lot more opportunities now in independent film so if if you want to be a director or a writer or an actor just go do it you know now is there in fact they're hiring uh youtube people over actors nowadays because just because oh i know following i was just gonna say yeah because of their so, following yeah that's one of the things that my wife has been dealing with in uh casting you know her film yeah <laughs> how do you guys like yeah about well who i don't know who this is oh they had okay well they have this many followers well <laughs> right it doesn't even matter if it's okay too, you know? i mean yeah the thing how do you guys feel about like you know netflix pretty much i feel like followers all, are the new you know uh it's a currency of fine arts degree they're the new degree you know what right. i mean like you don't need to be a master or you know bachelor of fine arts or whatever you just you know you got two million followers you're good <laughs> right. to go yeah can it's I, a crazy world 
what do you guys think about like netflix like you know i feel like they green light so much stuff these days so there should be like a lot of opportunities for actors right you know what i mean and but like the quality of a lot of the programming is just like just like not that great you know i mean so it's good to go back to who you know a lot of times it's like these uh, these are all actors and producers and they kind of like just you know i mean because a lot of stuff gets greenlit these days and it goes on netflix you know series are like everything needs like a 10-part series to explain something these days right you know well, I, I think it's i think it's always a who you know kind of situation in, in that game absolutely and, and yep. in in most art in general if you analyze all the art platforms even djing you know what i mean i know yep. djs that aren't very uh you know equipped Proficient. with skills yeah. yeah whatever you want to call it but they get booked for things you know and or even even if you want to talk about djs you could go off for a, a for miles about djs because now all these party djs are making so much money when the actual dj that knows how to dj i mean yeah. these DJ, these party djs are music even, producers yeah a lot of it yeah, they, they music produce a little bit. Yeah, sure. But they don't even really like match beats. They just go, here's my beat, you know, and I don't, I don't. <laughs> you're right. No, you're, you're right. No, you're right. It's, you know what, Crazy. Thing, especially for like, uh, you know, the, the world of ghost producers and uh, kind of all this thing. Once you build a brand, I mean, like, yeah. you know, for example, it's like Marshmallow, man. <clears throat> you know, Marshmallow. Do you know who Marshmallow is, Teach? I've heard I do not the name know Marshmallow. Oh, you don't know Marshmallow. Don't know oh, it's awesome. I, okay. This right guy's like the biggest fucking DJ in the world. Okay. Here, let me just show you Shit, right okay, here. Okay. Hold on a second. My cat snuck in here. I got to let the cat out for a second. He's driving me <laughs> no crazy. No problem. I'll talk to Ron about <laughs> DJ. Like, have you seen this uh, oh. guy? Basically, I, it's I, I have seen that. I yeah. Yeah. That. You know, I mean, this guy basically, you know, he, he, you know, he plays like super happy music. And then, like, he's actually um rumored to be a dj named dot com the guy couldn't really make it as a trap dj but then he just put on a fucking head thing and it was kind of like a, j a joke i think and then it took off and like this guy's like literally one of the top book djs in the world now so it's all about yeah. marketing branding and who you know like right yeah. you know right opportunity man but uh you, you know like i said man as long as you do what you love and if you you know you can get paid for it and if you can survive on it it's an honor to actually get paid to do what you love that's what i'm sure people should like kind of remember man you do it because you love it not because like you know you hope well that's what's going to make the difference and you know there's so many people out here in, in hollywood you know that are uh that came out here you know to get famous yeah to find the parts to act and and you know get famous and everything and mm -hmm. so the majority of the people i think you know that, that that don't make it get bitter and angry about it you know, and you yeah. can just, you can almost feel that sometimes in this town, you know, but uh, that's why I was saying earlier, man, you get the right attitude about it and just know that if, you know, you go to a casting, it's, you don't get it, even though you did a fucking knockdown perfect job nailing the, the part, you know, just wasn't meant for you. It wasn't the right time or whatever. You move on, you take that as, as practice and you get better the next time, you know, that's gonna, that's gonna keep you in the game and in the right attitude, which, you know, if you if you can imagine, you turn it around and and you're you're hiring an actor, and you know this actor comes in and it's just kind of you can just feel the bitterness, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, right. I'm gonna do this part, but you're probably not gonna hire me anyway. You know, it's just like, <laughs> nope, I'm not. <laughs> Ron, when you go oh, on yeah. those auditions, man, is it like what I imagine is like you're literally in a room of guys that look almost exactly like you for the part? I mean, does that happen a lot? That's what I imagined. You uh, know. What I mean? Yeah, I have been on casting <laughs> calls where people look the same. 
every time you're in a casting call where you you see the other people before you go in it, at least for me i'm like oh that guy's way better looking than me oh that guy's <laughs> that guy's way buffer than me that guy's way taller than me that guy's way stronger than me so it, it, yeah it's it's not a good place to audition i don't really like it i don't really like doing it but uh but I, I think for me and my life, I've already um, accepted the fact that I'm not going to be Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm okay with just trying to find little things that I like to do, kind of like you were saying. But you could be the guy that beats the shit out of Brad Pitt, I think. You know what I mean? And makes Maybe. the fight like an awesome fight. You know? Maybe. Yeah, it, it could happen. Um, I got some movies coming up where I'm I'm fighting in them, so who knows you know what i mean yeah you have some but, movies coming up meaning um that you've already that are already uh that are in production or uh we haven't we, there's no there's a bunch company, man right? if you, actually if you look at my imdb you can see some of them right now the ones that are coming oh, sweet. out but um so uh to make a long story short yeah, i started uh yeah yeah there's the imdb okay so check it out uh this movie right here, uh, this Walpurgis Night, right? Where I played thug number one. Yeah. <laughs> you know some hitting fighting's going to be going on with that. Okay, so that, that one nice. I am going to be doing a lot of fighting in. But, yeah, it's not a huge prestigious role. But that's okay. Um, I just <laughs> I like did this. One. <laughs> we just shot this movie uh, called Night of the Tommyknockers where I had a small part in. And, uh, nice that one is is pretty funny because it's like a a horror movie but it's in western times mm. so it's like <laughs> so i did a western so i'm pretty stoked on that nice and, then, uh, and the one underneath that is a uh horror movie that i'm shooting this friday uh where i play a cop i play a cop a lot for some reason um mm. I mean, I could see you. I could see you as like a cop. Like well, when, when I slick back my hair and 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 there you, you go. Know, put a yeah. mustache on. I'm an oh, asshole yeah. cop. Oh yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, so awesome, I do, do I can. But I got a lot of stuff coming out. Um, there's one that's not on there that's coming out that I have a little bit bigger role in. But uh, yeah, so I came out here to act, but slowly but surely I figured out that I want to be behind the camera more. So. I'm I, a lot of time I produce or I direct. Mm. So, you know, that's kind of what it is. But this year, since we've been inside so much, since we had to work from inside, I became more of a day trader. So I trade in the stock market every day at 5 a.m. Uh. And so, uh, what the hell? Where, when did you? I have to. There has, I have to do something to make a living. So I know, but when did the, the knowledge or the education for that come about? Like, well, Years ago, uh, probably what year is it? Fuck, man. Maybe 15 years ago, I got in the stock market. And uh, my my dad got me into the stock market. And he kind of coached me on how to do certain things. Um, and so I've, I've been investing slowly. But this last year, I'm like... day trading, right? I weren't day trading. Day trading is a whole different ballgame. You're, you're betting on different kind of Oof. investments. Okay. You're yeah. betting on uh, you're betting on hype. You're betting on a news story. You're betting on what Elon Musk just said. You know today. Oh fuck that so, shit, man. Yeah, it's it's or a GameStop. different ballgame. So 
I, I made a lot of money on GameStop, but <laughs> I didn't do it from Reddit. I didn't know anything about the Reddit shit. So, but I, I did well on GameStop for, <laughs> for that week. I was only in it a week. So, but anyway, the point is since I started day trading, I started making more money. And if I'd have a good day, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to reach out to some of my uh, film people that I know and see if I can help produce their films because I really like films. I want to be involved in films. That's what my passion is, and that's what is fun. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it's been a while since I've made, like, real money off films. I made um, – so back in the day when I first moved here – I answered an ad in the Backstage West, if you know what that is. Do you know what the Backstage West is? Mm -mm. Okay, backstage so back West. A Backstage West is the trade newspaper uh, for industry stuff. It used to be really big uh, for auditioning. And that's, that's what I was here for, right? I moved here. I was like, oh, I'm trying to get some acting roles. And I got a few back then, but not too many. So the Backstage West gave me this thing called... Um, it was uh, an audition to do live painting for bands. So I went into an audition uh, and I, I brought them my art stuff that I do. And um, basically, long story short, they hired me. And so I was on tour traveling with bands for three years. So I, so I started touring and traveling. So everywhere I went, I videotaped uh, the graffiti in the cities, you know. And then I came back and uh, invested in a computer, taught myself how to edit made uh this was like mid 2000s so it wasn't like standard for everybody to do this back then now <laughs> yeah. nope. now, now, now it's like a basic skill you must yeah, you do it on, your, do it phone. on your phone <laughs> you do it on your phone right but back then you, you didn't have that i don't even think i had a smartphone so uh, i had a flip phone back then so yeah. i got a computer and uh, i was all i didn't i was so anti-computer and so anti the internet for so long it was crazy <laughs> me but too dude me after, too after a while i was like well that's the new guess is here to stay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I was wrong about that one. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was okay. way wrong. I was way wrong about the internet. So <laughs> Me too, dude. Me too. I learned how to do all that shit, and I made these movies, and uh, they were called uh, Graph Life. So I made three Graph Life movies, right? And I tell you this, the most money I've ever made out of a movie, any movies, were those movies because I, you know, made the DVD and then I distributed through the uh, Bombing Science and uh, Art Primo and all the other, you know, they have all these um, sites that sell graffiti stuff and they would buy all these DVDs. Now, back then, that was great. Now, DVDs don't really exist. You can't really do a DVD, uh, whatever. Do some artwork on a DVD cover. You could do, yeah. I mean, people still do DVDs, but it's nothing like it was in 2005, you know, or 2000, I think 2004. You think DVDs will ever come back, man? Because, like, you know, Rector's came back, too. I mean, Rector's never left for me as DJ. I've always collected, you know what I mean? But, you know, like, I, don't know. I feel like I don't for film, I'm, it's changed so many so. mediums, man. It's like, it used to be the Super 8, right? And then people collected like you know videotapes and then it became laser discs right and then it became so it's like people have no loyalty to like a single format at all there's no like classic nostalgia because people just want no. the higher quality you know what i mean so uh i think I mean, it'll I just be online anything online i think new platforms will take over maybe maybe yeah. fucking maybe BitClout will take over i don't know you know like, <laughs> yeah let me let me ask you man very what, possible what films inspired you to get into acting like and what's some what are some of your favorite films um well i think when i was a kid my favorite film was uh true romance 
Ah, yes, yes. That Johnny was, Depp. Um, no, no, Christopher it's not, Walken. It's not Johnny Depp. It's uh, Christian Slater. Oh, wait. Ah, yeah. What am I thinking? That's, that's actually who I had pictured. I just, the name was, when you get old like me, wait, dude, it's, it's coming. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Christian Slater. Oh, man, uh, Christian Christopher Slater. Walken. Yes. Oh, oh man. He yeah. did a great part in that, in that movie. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He killed it. Uh, this movie, man. I'll have to check it out, man. I'll have to check you it haven't out. seen that? Oh my god! <laughs> no, I haven't. You know, I haven't. dude, you're single and you haven't seen this shit. Come on! <laughs> all right, all right. I'll That's put it on my like, to do you know, list. You don't man. have to do shit with your kids or your wife or anything. You, you and you haven't. <sighs> well, uh, next time we talk, Bron, uh, I'll watch it and I'll I'll give you my review on it, man, because it's your favorite film. So man. true romance. That's what you well, kind of got you into it. Then that was my favorite film when I was a kid. You know, mm. I I don't know. There's so many. Well, hold uh, on, teach. What was your favorite film as a kid from what you remember, man? <laughs> any any um, that come to the top of your mind? I mean, that you always watch as a kid. Gone with the wind. He's old. Man. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's how old I am. You know, <laughs> Citizen I like- Kane. <laughs> yeah no you're like uh, birth of a nation birth of a nation yeah. man that was- <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm you know relatively new old school goodfellas you know uh is great i, I don't uh, know when i was a kid i love adam sandler movies man oh ah, those are good too yeah those are good those are very good airheads you remember airheads airheads was good Billy oh, uh, madison yeah Adam yeah. gilmore hell yeah there man they'll still hold yes. up man if you haven't seen Uncut gems. Adam man. Sandler ran almost ran over oh, yeah, my foot one time. Really? What? Yeah. Okay. Quick little Adam Sandler story. All right. Um, back in uh, was it 2003? For a very short amount of time, <laughs> in between jobs, looking for money, whatever, I was a security guard at Sony Pictures Studios. Okay, and I was on the Overland Park gate, and it just so happens that's the gate that Adam Sandler would come in and out of from his writing studio, which was in Sony Pictures. And we had to go through these stupid bomb protocols, you know, like stop your car, we got to look in the trunk and all this stupid shit. And so one night they had a a rough meeting because the writers were coming out, they're all pissed off and everything. And here comes Adam. And, um, you know, I'm standing there and I have my hand up and they just, instead of stopping, just drove by right by. And he came like within, you know, five inches or so of my foot. And so the next day, his sister came in and uh, I had actually kind of talked with her a little bit. I flirt with her a little bit, whatever. And, and um, I was like, you know, your fucking brother, asshole, uh, almost ran over my foot last night. You know, I told her what happened <laughs> that night uh, as he was leaving, his car came to a stop window came down. Hey man, how you doing? Uh, sorry about, sorry about that last night, man. Uh, all, all right, man. Have a good night. Okay, man. <laughs> That's it. That's my Adam Sandler. Nice, nice. But he was—he said sorry, right? He—he he was. He did say okay. sorry after I told on him to his fucking <laughs> sister. <laughs> I heard he's a really nice guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, no, he's he like was a really normal guy, dude. You know, you know what I mean. That's—that's—that's yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Like, I feel like I can't imagine what how bad that that meeting must have been. He just, you know, must have been in a horrible mood or whatever. But yeah, the next day he was just nice as could be, and you know, would say hi every once in a while, passing in and out. But yeah, I was a security guard. I have. What's I've it? seen Uncut Jim. Dude, it's yeah. awesome, man, because he plays yeah, like a totally like serious role, and then like a, you, you know, he plays like a jeweler basically that like kind of like does uh he he gambles too you know so um it's just a totally not I like seen a, that. it's not like a silly role i think kevin garnett's inside the movie too it's not a silly role he's not going Hoo-hoo, you 
you know, you know, we're doing anything crazy right. like that, basically. Yeah, he, yeah. You know, he plays like a, and you know, he's always so had like some like serious roles, like in Spanglish, man, that I also like mm-hmm. really enjoyed. That was a good one. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, aside from that, when I was a kid, man, I mean, what, what other movies do you kind of like, uh, you know, more, do you enjoy like art house films or like what, what type of films are you? Uh, I liked all those John Hughes movies. Uh, 16, oh, shit. 16 Old Candles. School. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Breakfast Club, um, anything John Hughes. Yeah. Actually, anything John Hughes wrote or had any part of, I pretty much liked. Which would be uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, some kind of wonderful trains, planes, and automobiles. Oh um, man, yes, well, flubber. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> he, he did. He did. Do so you much think good. so? <laughs> Yeah, did he man, do no. Flubber? I've never seen Flubber. <laughs> I never seen, no, I just, it just popped up. I don't know if he did Flubber, uh, but no, I mean. All, uh, all those. All yeah, those are. I didn't long. know he did Home Alone, dude. That's awesome, man. All, all, I think he wrote Home Alone, right? Dude, that's or, crazy, man. This guy's definitive for a generation, man. Mad Science, Uncle Buck, yeah. man. Pretty and pink. Oh, we, yeah, Weird Science. Yeah, he, I think he wrote sorry, that. Weird Science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, plane train. Dude, this is like a lot of. Pretty and pink. Pretty in yeah. Pink was fucking dope, man. Pretty in yeah. Pink, they shot uh, right over here in San Pedro. Mm. Um, I love that sh- that movie. I don't know. It, it's what about music? Tell us about uh, when you're growing up. What type of music you're into? Uh, music. So I was into a lot of hip hop, uh, hip hop and punk rock. Uh, so like, you know, I'd go to Pennywise shows and stuff. I I was more into punk rock, I I'd say, than anything else when I was a kid and a teenager. Mm. Uh, it was a rebellious kind of growing up on the west coast man i mean it was like both those scenes were going strong it's either punk rock that eventually you know went to pop punk and then like hip-hop that was like so strong that eventually like went to commercial hip-hop these days you know i mean so during that period of time it was like the roots of all the all things you know it's crazy i was thinking about this like it's we're so fortunate to actually grow up here in california and experiencing like hip-hop um, from its roots, actually coming from the '90s, because there's people who experience hip hop in other cultures, actually, and they don't even know about the origin, like American hip hop. They just kind of hear their style, uh, uh, whatever, on the radio. So somebody brought that point up, and I was like, "Dude, it's so cool to actually be in California as all this like West Coast stuff was happening too." So I don't know. That that was you know, oh, yeah. which which hip hop? Uh, you know, did you listen to more underground stuff, or were you more like? you know, West Coast stuff at the time, or what were you listening uh, to? Well, ever do any breakdancing? Nah, I never did breakdancing. <laughs> uh, but I was, I, I'm super into underground uh, stuff. I have a lot of friends that are underground rappers. Oh, so, nice, nice. Um, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Freestyle the- Freestyle Fellowship people, I mean, I don't know. They, uh, no, my buddies are Abstract Rude from- uh, Oh, shit. Uh, he's from Project Blowed. Uh, yeah, Abstract, yeah, yeah, Abstract yeah. Rude, AWOL1 um those guys are my buddies uh nice, nice, but we did nice. a i don't know if you know who atmosphere is Slug oh yeah or, dude i fucking that's to me atmosphere is one of my top three greatest rappers man i mean slug like uh like you know we, but i know a lot yeah. of uh street art fans love atmosphere man so uh oh but, yeah i was slug. in uh so i played a cop in one of his last videos uh what? called stopwatch if you want to watch his uh music video <laughs> Stopwatch. What the fuck? So wait, how do you how do you nice. sync in with them, man? Um, so we did a TV show with them. Um, with uh, you know who Colin Day is. Mm-mm. Do you know? Have you ever seen the movie Saving Banksy? Uh, yes. So, uh, a buddy of mine, Colin Day, he's a director. He directed uh Saving Banksy. 
he did this um television series for complex and uh we worked with atmosphere that's that guy look at him cute guy <laughs> there he is uh so yeah that's in his plaid my, shirt in his plaid shirt that's my buddy and he uh he rocked out this, uh, sh I don't, I don't think it's aired yet. I, I don't know. Cause I don't have complex. And I don't pay attention, but anyway, we did some stuff with atmosphere with slug and ant and, uh, we hit it off with them and, uh, we ended up doing a music video called, uh, his song is called stopwatch. So if you ever want to watch stopwatch, it's pretty good. Uh, there it is. That's it right there. Um, and it's I'm not about gonna play the sound cause we'll get pulled from YouTube, but basically, uh, go sure. ahead and tell the audience what's going on. So the story is uh, this two, this father and son rob people with breakdancing moves. Uh, <laughs> it's like metaphoric. And then they get chased by the cops. And uh, I'm basically the cop. That's I was about them. to say, that's when you come in, right? <laughs> right. I, I'm basically right behind them right here. You'll see me in a second. But um, so the point of this whole thing is, though, uh, there I am. Look at me in my cop car. Um, <laughs> and then they break dance against me. I don't know. <laughs> this is awesome, first of all. I mean, I have, no, I have no idea how you skip my face, but my face was in there talking shit to them. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's okay. Uh, so, anyway. Oh, there you go. There you go. Let's do it again. I got a mustache in that shot. Dude. You look just like a cop. I look just like go. a cop. <laughs> you're right. You're you, right. You, you know put it. on the mustache and then there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. yeah. That's oh, awesome. Oh, my God. Man, so you know these guys personally then, dude. That's awesome, man. Dude, they're like, honestly, like, uh, you know, Slug's got me through that. Al his album's got me so many, through so many dark times when I was younger, man. Like, I don't uh, yes. do it as much. But yeah. um, you, you know what I mean? Like, I always consider, like, Slug one of, like, my most top favorite MCs because he was just able to. To me, it was like people were talking about Eminem, and then we're just like, dude, you want to hear emotion, man? Listen to fucking God Loves <laughs> Ugly, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is, like, one. emotion, man. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, dude, just one line. I wear my scars like rings on a rings pimp. On a pimp. Like, you know That's what I mean? Right. It's just like, yeah. right there, it's just like, bam, dude. It's just like, it just touched me in a way that Eminem never did. You know what I mean? So, uh, but anyways, yeah. man. So, dude, that's awesome, man. That uh, you're. Oh, sorry. I'm just still smiling after seeing uh, Bron as a uh, as a cop. Uh. Oh, there's more, much more. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of cop stuff. I have so much cop stuff. It's crazy. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> I'm playing a cop this Friday. This Friday, I'm playing a cop. Same thing. Playing an asshole cop with asshole lines. It's just knowing some of uh, some of his work, just seeing him as a cop is is uh, hilarious. Yeah. So, so tell <laughs> yeah. me about um, you. Also have your uh, you know White Ninja Productions, right? So, I mean, what sure. other kind of like uh, uh, projects are you doing right now? So right now um, we are working on pre-production for a feature film called Half Dead Fred, and Half Dead Fred. <laughs> is going to be already like the name of it half dead fred and it's going to be a um a horror thriller uh kind of mystery so it's about a detective that's a medium um 
he sees ghosts. He, he had an accident where his, he was an alcoholic and he had an accident, a car accident, and his son died in the accident. And since the accident, his life has been fucked up and he's been able to see ghosts. And so now he is kind of like a medium that solves cases. Mm. And the lead, the, it's going to be good. The lead in this is uh, Corin Nimick, which I don't know if you know who that is, but Corin Nimick was Parker Lewis Can't Lose, Parker Lewis and Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, wow. And he was also uh, in Stargate. So, so he, he has a pretty good... Uh, he's, uh, he's, a, he's an artist also, uh, right? Yep, he does art too, yeah. Yep, yeah, I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Very cool. He do, he does cool art. guy, very cool guy. Yeah, and so, yeah, when I met him, we hit it off pretty well. And, uh, but he, he's been doing acting his whole life. He, he did a little thing for us in The Heat of the Beat. We have the show called The Heat of the Beat that he played a cop in. And uh, yeah, cool dude. Nice playing uh, cops. Is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it is what it is. It's 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 not. Uh, for a while, that's all I was all I was getting. You know, the roles that people were booking me for. Just oh yeah, Friday. There's a tube in my wiener. That's episode like three or four. But sure, yeah. Yeah, we'll check it out. Yeah, go ahead. Nice. Go ahead. Go to the um, the heat of the beat. And check it out, man. And uh, there's also one more thing you're work you wanna uh, you're working on, right? The um, let me see here. There was another uh, production you're working on. It was called something like Real Actors or something like that. Oh, Real Acting, yeah. Yeah. Here's the poster for it right here. Uh, well, that's the first season, but anyway. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I got posters. That's the heat of the behind there. That's the heat of the beat poster. See it? Nice. Yes. And then uh, this one is season one i have two seasons of this and i did want to talk about that thanks james for reminding no me um yeah i want to talk about because it it's on amazon and um amazon prime it's called real acting i have two seasons and the thing is the reason why i want to talk about it is they're talking about getting rid of all the independent content on amazon and just oh man Right, and so fucking with the big boy, they just want to fuck with the big boys. So I think I have a limited time that it's going to be on there. And so when it's, you know, past the time, I'll put it on something else or, or whatever. But right now, you can watch it here. Yeah, there you go. So we have two seasons. Uh, season one has eight episodes. Season two mm -hmm. has, has nine episodes. And what it is, is a, it's an acting class, and it's ran by a con man which is probably pretty much almost half of LA <laughs> or more. Acting classes. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. Um, and it's based on all the experiences I've had doing acting classes in LA. Do you recommend having any acting class? Cause I always hear that you're supposed to take a couple acting classes. I mean, like, uh, you know, you know, if you, is that just like a scam uh, basically? I'm going to, I'm going to throw a little bit in and I want you to, you to uh, sure. throw your piece in there. Um, sure. First of all, before I get to that, Theron, um you're not related to Charlize, are you nope i'm not because if i was Damn. i would be famous uh, <laughs> yeah. i mean fuck theron um, is technically my middle name oh, so okay oh, okay it's my real okay. name but i use my middle name instead of my last name no I see. Dude, it's a, a nice good one to use it, if there was any part of the name i would be using it like a motherfucker too man because that woman <laughs> i just will have a crush on her all my life yeah, oh, she's yeah. Awesome. super hot she's, man she's a really good actress she's <laughs> she's super talented it's kind of crazy you know i Absolutely. i remember seeing her in her young days and she was you know playing all the hot girl roles uh, two and, days and, in the valley 
Yeah, two days in the valley was bomb, but <sighs> but you know you kind of have to put in the work before you can really do what you want to do. And then when she did Monster, I mean, I, she's she's a really talented person, and I'm 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 uh, you know <clears throat> stoked that she decided yeah. to do real acting roles and not you know just concentrate on hey I'm a hot person That's I'm true. an attractive yeah. person you know yeah and, but you know what yeah, Mad absolutely. Max Fury Road man holy shit man that that I mean that's like a that big. Good? It's that good though. I mean, it was just like one of it's, it felt like a ride when I watched it in the movie theater, you know. I mean, for the two hours, like you know, I was just watching it, man. So, I actually kissed a billboard, uh, Mad Max billboard. Her. Um, <laughs> I actually kissed the, the well, because here's the thing it is at that time I found out my son has a little bit of sensory processing disorder, and I decided to stop hitting billboards and to kind of you know chill out a little bit. And I mean, all I was doing anyway was hopping up there and putting the fucking, you know, teach peace thought bubble anyway, right? So when, no big deal. Um, but the last big billboard that I hit, um, it was for Mad Max, you know, uh, whatever one she was on. And after I got through, I just remember, <laughs> I just happened to be like, her lips were like right here. And I just like reached down, was like, mm, I kissed Charlize. <laughs> Okay, maybe it's a vinyl billboard of her, but fuck it, man. I kiss Charlize Theron. I think there's hotlines for that and <laughs> self-help groups, maybe. But no, she is that gorgeous. But I, I think it's awesome that, you know, you mentioned, like, she's a great actress, too. But let's get yeah. back to what I was saying um, regarding, uh, you know, acting school, man. I mean, is it a oh. scam, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me, let me just say what I'm going to say, and then uh, I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Yeah, go dude. ahead. Yeah, don't worry. Um, here's the thing, dude. Some people, it's just, it, it comes a lot easier, you know? And if you want to get into certain casting studios and get respect, you know, they, they know they kind of keep in touch and everything. And so that's one way of, of working your way into the network of castings and auditions and everything. Right. Um, and don't be spending, you know, too much money at them. Go ahead, uh, Thong. I mean, Bron. Uh, did you just call me Thong? <laughs> yes, I did. I <laughs> and back to thong. When, when... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Get right up in the crack. <laughs> I think, I, I think, uh, like you just said, a networking. There, there's worth there for networking. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I do believe that if you're able to turn it on and um, you understand how things work. No, I don't think you need acting classes. You know what I mean? Absolutely agree. Um, That's but, interesting. Turning it on. I see what you mean. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I do some acting, but sometimes I don't want to turn it on. You know what I mean? I don't want to turn on this mode. I want to be, like, I get very anti-human sometimes, and I just don't want to be around humans, and I would rather be around a dog. You yes. know what I mean? Like, straight up, like, I don't give a fuck about humans right now. I don't want them to see me. I want, I want to <laughs> yeah. be around. I want totally. to be an animal over here. So, you know, you can't do that if you've just been paid to do this role where you have to play a cop that does this or that or that. You know what I mean? So, mm. and that's kind of why I figured out uh, relatively soon that, I, well, maybe acting isn't like the only thing I want to do. I want to be a part of making stories. You know what I mean? So if that's producing, fine. If that's directing, writing, fine. That's good. I don't very creative I, it's creative yeah it's a creative thing and i like i like to make the movie or the story or the whatever the video but um acting and in the end know, that's who's getting paid more anyway you know the whole thing 
producers are usually the people that get paid the most. If the if your project's successful, producers are the winners. Mm, I see. Yep. I see. So I mean, they kind of have to organize a lot of things too. A lot of times, right? The producers. They wear many hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see. It's you know, I when I was a kid, I was always wondering. I'm like, what the hell does a producer do? You know, what I mean, but you know, once you start, <laughs> it's a very literal thing. Very little. <laughs> they produce, produce things. things. <laughs> they produce. They produce. Well, no. You need what's... a scene. You need a car over here. You need a car over there. They produce the the ability to get those cars and put there. Right. So, so acting school, man. I mean, um, it, basically, I, obviously, that's what inspired this. But tell us a little bit about um, this. Uh, real acting. Uh, yeah, real acting show. Okay, so real acting was a dope ass project to do. Now this is how it became about. We shot Heat of the Beat. Uh, in one of the locations where we played as a police office uh, was a, a cultural center here in Long Beach. And um, they offered me the theater. They built a new theater and they offered me the theater basically to run workshops in. And I thought, sure, I'll run workshops there. And as I was working there, um, yeah, that's the theater right there. And so as nice. I was working there, the guy that hired me to get me in there to do these workshops kind of got, not necessarily fired, but kind of pushed out. And so I thought I was going to get pushed out too. Well, they're probably not going to have me because my, my boss technically is fired. So I was like, well, what, how can I make the most of my situation while I'm here? So I was like, well, <laughs> we, could, we could shoot, we could shoot something here. Well, what can we shoot in a theater? Well, we could shoot an acting class in a theater. It's a theater, you know what I mean? So, so it was, it was kind of like a forced idea. So, and then I just wrote the, the pilot and the second episode I think I wrote. And then I got together with other teams of writers. I had a little team, a small team of writers and they would write each episode. And we shot there every Sunday. We had a, you know, a hard like, oh God, what was it? Like 10 to five or something like that work shift and busted out an episode every uh sunday wow. so so in reality the reason why i made the show is because it was the most cost effective uh least trouble you know what i mean least trouble yep. most cost effective and um i just thought we thought it could be funny because taking acting classes in LA is funny. It, it, oh, it, it, it really is funny because so many things you can do with that. Yeah. We had a lot, we could do so much more too, but you know, you're confined to one location. You kind of have to be creative. Um, it's very similar to the office, you know, where yeah. the office is one location and the mm -hmm. office is brilliant. It's, it's, it's great. It's funny. And uh, you know, people can relate to it. Now I feel like our show is shot like the office, but, more people relate to it that are in the industry than maybe people outside the industry because you know a lot of people aren't trying to be actors but almost everybody in la is so yes. you have a built-in audience in la that might watch the show you know what mm. i mean yep yep, so, yep smart man hell yeah um i had fun i had fun doing it i i didn't act in it i just directed all the episodes uh and i put together all the episodes and paid for all the episodes so i didn't have time to act but um, wow. that's, yeah, that's me holding the, there you are holding a nice camera. Yeah. 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 We nice definitely, spin. uh, I think the first episode and the second episode, or no, the first episode of the first season, we had a really good DP and, uh, this DP is a buddy of mine that we've done a bunch of stuff. He was a child actor. His name is, uh, 
Jordan C. Michael. And he, oh. was my, he was my DP. He was in a full house, if you remember that show. Yeah, I was going to say, that, that kind of sounds familiar. But now that, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So he, he was in full house. And then one of my actors was, uh, his name is Thomas Tulock. He was in The uh, Hook. Do you remember the movie The uh, Hook? Oh my God! Yeah, with, uh, yeah, with, Martin, with Robin Williams, right? Yeah, Robin Williams. He was yeah. the guy. He was the kid that said, "Good night, Never Neverland." Thomas Tulock. Oh, dude, this guy's a gif. He, 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 dude. I mean, come on, man. Like, that—that's such an iconic scene that they—they've actually turned it into a, uh, a, um, a animated gif, dude. Saying, like, "Has he?" Good night, Never Neverland. Oh, that's him. That's that's, that's what I'm saying, man. You know what I mean? That's him right there. That's Tommy. (laughs) He's immortalized, man, as as an animated gift, dude. So, uh, so, so if you ever want to watch real acting, uh, he had he's he's got a pretty big role in it. He's not the teacher, but he's like an insane actor, and so he comes in in the first episode with a gun uh, to the to the teacher. And um, everybody in the class kind of trips out. They're like, who the fuck is this? You know? <laughs> and that's kind of like how we, how we end the, the, the pilot episode. Hell but yeah, yeah Tom's in there. So I got, I got a couple Easter eggs in a few of my productions. <laughs> that was a fun show, though. I think you should watch it if you have time. Hell yeah, man. I started watching it. And it, you're right. It is, a, uh, it is kind of like an, an office type of uh, uh, reality kind of like situation shot. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, I like it, man. It's a nice, like... Um, situation comedy as you you would kind of call it you know you know what i mean so hell yeah man well dude man it's so awesome that you have all these projects going on man so uh um you know dude that hour flew by as well too man shit oh is it an hour okay yeah. no it's past it's been it's over now right yeah yeah it's over an hour. but, but <laughs> okay, you know what man bad. no 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 you're, you're totally good man we, we definitely want to have you on again man and just share it we like you. having this problem <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's a good problem it's it's always a good how, thing. When, I was going to ask you, how do you market your shows? How does the marketing go for podcasts? You know what, man? Here's the thing about, uh, I, to be honest, um, the world of street art is how, how they market street art, man, is how I feel market, we market this podcast, man, because it's like, I almost don't want to like put ads for it. And we never have because I don't know, Instagram doesn't let me for some reason, but I'm just saying it's kind of like when you discover street art, right? And then yeah. it's like, hey, man, all of a sudden, you know, you want to know more about this artist. Like, what the fuck is that? You know, and then there's this whole world that opens up. So we just been doing it just uh, by word of mouth organically, man. So, um, you know, a lot of people ask us that, but I think it's just like we just have. However, our last episode was with a guy that may be helping us uh, kind of expand things a little bit and uh, start, you know, opening on uh, Clubhouse and, uh, you know. Yeah, man. It's so crazy. Our last guest, he ended up being a street art photographer and he used to be the uh, program director for like K-Earth. <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, wow. He was like, dude, I think you guys are great. I was like, dude, thank you. You can listen to our show. Thank you so much, man. So, so you know what I'm saying? Like to us, honestly, like I said, we just do it because we love it, man. And, we, you know, we want to continue doing it because it we also like having the freedom of being able to say whatever the fuck we want, talk sure. about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, you and know, not having to, to worry about any sponsor saying, oh, you need to edit that out because it makes me upset. <laughs> right. True. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, so, so as you know, like, yeah. we have our own, like, uh, paint line coming out, the, the ghost spray paint, man, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, made in America shit, man. I think it's like, you know, compared to the, uh, the Spanish or the German Montanas, man, we, we got to work on the price point, but it's something that, you know, we're, 
where uh, well we we you know where we're gonna have it shipped to and everything we you know we just we didn't uh have that figured out yet so that's that's the, yeah. the call situation right now which we can avoid next time so but, but i'm uh, always a fan of building your own institutions and uh you know doing everything yourself man you know i think that uh you know we have a you know a nice little thing and that we love to have this platform for anybody who like wants to come on to have any creative projects that that do have appreciation for street art and graffiti or djing and things like that too man so uh you know it's been awesome just learning about your yeah. projects Bron, man and you know i hope Thanks, to have man. you on again man to uh, uh you know and anybody that you feel um you know would be cool to, to come on to promote their stuff i know it, just looking at your films you always have cool graffiti art in the background man so it's like i know you you know you're definitely a big fan yep. of graffiti films too right so maybe uh corin might want to come on if you want to talk to corin nemick oh he, hell yeah he has a pretty yeah. good following he he's on twitter a lot i you know i can't it's hard for me to stay uh you know aware of every fucking social media yeah it's all but, about big cloud <laughs> right i think i think the new thing is going to be big cloud so um but anyway i know he's on twitter a lot uh but on instagram as well um but he he's always working on projects he's he's been an actor pretty much his whole life and so <laughs> He's got that going for him uh, in that arena. And uh, I think we're going to make a pretty good movie uh, in Flint. We're going to Flint, Michigan to film that movie. Uh, oh, wow. Nice. Uh, yeah, Half Dead Fred. I hope it uh, warms up enough by then. Yeah, it'll be October. So it'll be oh, warmer. You'll be it'll fine. Be there. We won't uh, be in the absolutely. snow. Yeah. See if they uh, fix that water situation by the time you guys go there, uh, too, right? <laughs> it's kind of fixed. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, it's it's. A, I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but it's. I have actually. Yeah, yeah. It's. It's a it's a nice place. I like it. I like the people there, and uh, we have a lot of resources there, and we're gonna do a good movie there. But yeah, they got hit. Can't wait to hard. see this, man. That's gonna be cool. Yeah, I I can't wait either, and I'm hella nervous about it too. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, hell, that's okay. Hella nervous about that one, but it's gonna be dope. Hell yeah, man. Uh, well, dude, man, you know, I love independent films, man, and just people trying to do creative shit, and, you know, and, you know, especially yeah, like I town. said, if, uh, you know, whatever point in time, if the, the wife can be of any, um, you know, uh, help, if we can be of any help, uh, when that time comes, we will do what we can. Cool. Yeah, I'll let you know. Hell yeah, I, I, I got a lot of stuff going on. I, I'm going to be producing a lot of stuff, you know, and uh, like I said, when I have good days in the market, I tend to branch out and find projects to be a part of and make happen because i want independent film to live you know i want it to flourish and there's it's only a matter of time that there's going to be a new better platform than amazon or whatever that we will all go to as independent filmmakers and, and it'll be awesome and i can't wait for that to happen maybe hey, it'll be on bitcloud i don't know maybe bitcloud <laughs> will make a video making this, section, this episode is sponsored by bitcloud right <laughs> hey, bitcloud's coming up oh know. yeah man Dude, i have some i have some projects i'd love to share with you too man i mean at the end of the day we're all in showbiz you know in some sort of the other man as you yeah. know we're trying to do some form of entertainment this neck of the woods. whether it's art music film dude so uh you know it's always good to just connect with people and see what kind of synergies you have man and you know what our restaurants are opening back up so going out to dinner is actually a possible thing nowadays man yeah. so we have more than yeah. just a zoom call man so uh so hell yeah man this has been awesome man and like i said i'd love to have you on again or invite anybody you who Thanks. you feel is like you know you don't want to come back on thank you for all the support 
you provided us, man. Um, yeah. And like I said, we just appreciate you, man. Can you drop uh, your social that you want uh, people to follow, man? Uh, you can just follow me on Instagram at White Ninja Productions. Nice, that's, nice. That's probably good. Or if you're on Facebook, uh, I do Old have school. a page. <laughs> Old school. I'm on MySpace. Can you see me on MySpace? I'm on man. Friendster, man. Shit. Oh. Friendster. <laughs> I was on Friendster. I was, I yeah, yeah, me too. Hell yeah, dude. But uh, yeah, okay. Uh, but on Facebook, we have a page for Half Dead Fred if you want to follow that movie. Oh, uh, nice. I've made stickers for it. That's the only thing I've done uh, so far. <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll be doing casting. We'll be doing pre-production. I mean, we're not shooting until October. So there's a lot of steps in our Indiegogo process and all kinds of stuff. So oh, yeah, man. I just follow gave that. On, uh, on Facebook nice. too, man. Half so, Dead Fred. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, man. Facebook right there. Um, go and follow Half Dead Fred on Facebook. Follow White Ninja Productions on uh, Instagram. And, uh, okay, that's pretty much it, right? Hell yeah. So, uh, Ron, thank thanks you. so much, man. Thank, thank you guys. Thanks, thanks so much. Me. The audience, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us at PTTP Show. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.